Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Changemaker, it's Holly Rustic here with Grant Writing and Funding, and welcome to episode 134. That's right, we are almost halfway through 100s here, which is amazing. So once again, I'm Holly, and what do I do? Well, I help changemakers grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. To do that, I teach you to gain expertise in grant writing and coach you with systems so that you can become a freelance grant writer or nonprofit consultant and 10x results all from the comfort of your own home. And isn't that important today? Yes, it is. All right. This was something we've been doing since way before coronavirus. And yep, you guessed it. Um, Now it is a necessity to actually work out of your home, right? So definitely this is an opportunity for all of you out there who may have, you know, just be thinking about changing jobs or you have to change jobs. You might be in that tough situation. Well, there is hope for you guys because there are so many nonprofits out there. And believe you me, there are not enough freelance grant writers or nonprofit consultants to assist them all. All right, guys. So just an FYI, this podcast today is part two of what we launched last week, episode 133, three fabulous fundamentals to grow a freelance grant writing biz, Um, we definitely discussed these three fundamentals. One, your why at wanting to be a freelance grant writer. Two, your idea of what success looks like. And three, your goal to becoming a freelance grant writer. Those are very important. And just like the title notes, they are fundamentals. So definitely, if you have not checked that out yet, please go to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash 133, or if you already are a subscriber on any kind of uh, podcast listener, just go ahead and go to last week's episode, and please do subscribe so you get those delivered right to your podcast listener. All right, so what about today? Well, we already covered the three fabulous fundamentals. Why is this part two? Well, today I'm going to go over two more fabulous fundamentals and growing a freelance grant writing business. That will show you how to define your niche. If you are all ears on this and are already thinking that you are going to come back to this podcast after your workout, cleaning, or drive and sit down and do the activity, then make sure you also jump over to grantwritingandfunding.com forward freelance to get the accompanying free downloadable that goes with this podcast and with last week's podcast. Or maybe you started it last week. Go ahead and get that out for today's episode. Plus, if you sign up for the free downloadable, you will automatically be registered on my freelance grant writing master course waitlist. The one coming up, right? So um, we have different freelance grant writing master courses. I only open this once or twice a year. And this time it is coming up September 7th, 2020. So please do jump on that waitlist because once again, it's only once or twice a year that I open the doors up for this master course. And it is... Uh, Over a period of time, every week, you get downloadables, you get videos, you get checklists, and then we also meet up 
in a group Zoom session where we go over all of the material and you get to ask me questions as well as the people in your cohort. So it's a very awesome. And you also get the grant writing master course that comes right after the freelance grant writing course. So basically you have 12 weeks, which is fantastic. So before Thanksgiving, you guys, you could be set up with your freelance grant writing biz and know how to do grant writing. Amazing. (laughs) But if you are listening to this episode and it has passed September 7th, don't worry. Still go ahead and get on the wait list so you will be notified the next time we open the doors. So be sure to get on the list if you're excited about working from home while doing something that positively impacts the world's nonprofits and gives you a prosperous living. As Julian Waters from the Freelance Grant Writing Master Course said, the Freelance Grant Writing Master Course was wonderful and very timely as someone considering a career transition. It was an awesome way to discover what I really want from a career in grant writing and focusing on my strengths while also learning about myself in the process. The class as a whole provided a safe place to explore and discuss this as well. I am confident I now have the tools and resources to come back to as I develop this into a career I love with the freedom I want. And then Michelle Rohr said, I used to struggle with finding someone who would really hold me accountable to my business goals until I met Holly. Linking arms with her has helped me multiply my income and get things done faster than ever before. And Meg Taikinko says, even after three years, Holly continues to inspire me and helps me to grow my business through her energy and relentless growth to deliver a better product and service. Thank you, Holly, for another three clients again last week. So thank you so much, Julianne, Michelle, and Meg. You guys are all awesome. And I love and just appreciate the work that you guys are doing to move your dreams and businesses forward. So if you want to be on that train, go ahead and check out grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash freelance. If you are ready to move into a job you love, help nonprofits, and earn a prosperous income all from the comfort of your own home. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into today's episode, how to define your nonprofit niche. So today you're going to learn how to get clear on who you want to serve as a freelance grant writer or nonprofit consultant, as well as what types of grants are best suited for you to write. This is super important as serving any and all nonprofits isn't always the best place to start. And I will say, you know, 75% is going to be in your niche, maybe 80%, 85%. You still will get something outside of your niche. But the more focused you get, the larger that core of the 75 to 85% is going to be. And the easier it is to be able to fill it up. So you're going to see. So why isn't it best just to serve any and all new nonprofits? I mean, don't you want any kind of work when you're starting? Well, it's hard to really market specifically to the different types of clients. You don't really, if you don't know what kind of nonprofit you want to work with, it's hard to cultivate clients and it's hard to get the experience and expertise in the certain type of field. And we're going to go over that today. So you may have heard that creating an avatar or ideal client is important in any business. That's true, even in this business. You want to know what types of nonprofits you enjoy serving. Otherwise, you might either take on clients that drive you crazy (laughs) or have a hard time getting any clients because your messaging is just too large, right? So if you don't even know how to market or you wonder why your clients drive you crazy and always end up being way too much work, or you just aren't sure why you are not attracting leads 
it could be due to not creating a niche market. This podcast will help you get clear on your messaging and show you how to gain more clients while focusing on less. In the Freelance Grant Writing Master Course, I go over this in way more detail, and we also have quizzes and so forth, so you can get very specific on your niche. But today's episode will definitely help you get clear as well. So let's first start. Number one, understand the different types of nonprofits. You first need to really identify what types of nonprofits you want to target. And to know that, you need to understand what those different types of nonprofits are. I like to identify three different types of nonprofits, the cash cow, the expanding monkey, and the pups. All right, so I'm gonna break these down as well as what the pros and cons are with working with each one of these different types of nonprofits. For example, the cash cow is the large, well-established nonprofit, generally $5 million annual operating budget plus. They have tons of experience with similar projects that they are asking you to write a grant about and may even have similar grants already written that you can pull from. They have received both federal and foundation grants and they tend to know when grants are opening up. Many times with the cash cows, they will hire you as a support to write a certain federal grant because they understand the amount of work it takes to write it. The pros at working with cash cows are that they are easier to secure grants as they have infrastructure in place previous grants to gather information from, and they generally are willing to pay a substantial price for your skills. Due to this, an additional pro is that you as a freelance grant writer need to secure fewer types of these clients. So that is definitely, those are all pros. Sounds perfect? Well, here are the cons. Cash cows usually already have internal grant writers, and if not, or they need the extra support, They are going to be much more selective when hiring a grant writer. Track records matter here with the types of grants you have written and secured as a grant writer. This may be for a more seasoned grant writer or at the very least after you have some grant writing experience. That is the description of Cash Cow as well as the cons and the pros for working with one. All right, let's move on to Expanding Monkey. This is your mid-sized nonprofit and they have some experience. I would say anywhere from about a million to five million in annual operating budgets. The Expanding Monkey, they have won grants, maybe state contracts and foundation grants with some smaller federal grants. However, they may be starting a brand new project or expanding current projects and need to hire a grant writer. Generally, they want you to do some grant research to also find more funding. The pros at working with an expanding monkey is that you will work with a variety of nonprofits and can be creative in helping build out new projects. The cons are that expanding monkeys may need more support in developing infrastructure, i.e. MOU templates, budgets, etc. So expanding monkeys are actually, there's a lot of them, but the largest type of nonprofit is really the pup nonprofit. So the PUP nonprofit, that is a startup nonprofit or maybe up to around $100,000 per year in their annual operating budget. They may have received no grants or very small mini grants. They have little infrastructure in place. They want you to find grants and these are probably more foundation grants rather than federal grants until they build up more credibility and infrastructure to be competitive in the federal grant arena. The pros for having PUP nonprofit clients is that you get to help nonprofits get their first funding sources or substantially increase their funding. This is definitely geared for more 
out-of-the-box and creative thinkers who love helping develop projects. It is also much easier to get pub clients when you are a new grant writer as they do not require as much experience. And let's face it, new grant writers may be charging less than experienced grant writers. The cons are that these types of clients may require a wider range of work. Even if maybe you're just writing more foundation grants and not federal grants, it's because you probably need to help get the job descriptions written up, the history of the organization written up, templates, etc. So if you looked at the infrastructure maybe being a little weak and expanding monkeys, pubs basically have no infrastructure, are very limited. So you also have to help them get organized. So additionally, many startup nonprofits do not have funding to pay for grant writers or extremely small budgets. And the pups, once again, are the far majority of the types of nonprofits that are out there. All right, so go ahead and take a moment to figure out what types of nonprofits sound most appealing to you. If you have the downloadable, go ahead and write in it. But if not, just make sure you list it down on a piece of paper and then write down why this is appealing to you. So write down, you know, it's either the cash cows that sounded the best, the expanding monkeys, or the pups, and then write down why. You can see just by doing this exercise how this would make it easier for you to start your research on listing down nonprofits to reach out to. For example, if the cash cow nonprofits sound the best to you, then you will probably start reaching out to nonprofits such as the March of Dimes, Habitat for Humanity, local universities, etc. Just note that these larger nonprofits usually have smaller chapters in communities, so may not have the same types of budgets that you really think. Another little side note bonus here for you to think about is to spend some time on websites of the certain category of nonprofits listed, you know, so if you're looking at expanding monkeys or cash cows, you know, go to the March of Dimes, go to the Habitat for Humanity websites, get a feel with what types of grants they've won, projects they run, and even look at their branding to get a feel for their values. This is all very helpful for when you reach out to them. All right, so let's look at our next thing. So number two, are you a generalist or a specialist? As we noted before, you may wanna work with different types of nonprofits. The other way is that you may work with all of the types of nonprofits, i.e. the cash cow, expanding monkey and pups, but work on specific types of grants. The thing is, even when you narrow down your niche, like I mentioned, even if it's 75% of those types of clients that you serve are the ones that you specifically reach out to, you're gonna have other ones that start reaching out to you that may not fit into your niche, but sure, take them on, right? They're still welcome, if you want to, that is. So you might be a generalist if you love working with nonprofits that are varied in different states and have a variety of projects. You love a challenge. You love learning about the latest trends and projects going on all over the world and are at your best when you can learn about new projects. You never get bored when you're doing this kind of work because it's so varied. All right, and you might be a specialist if you absolutely are passionate about working for a specific cause. Maybe you were in a nonprofit that served at-risk youth and you wanna continue to serve other nonprofits that had the same specific cause. You wanna focus most of your grant writing on writing to specific federal or foundation funding sources that fund at-risk youth projects. You know, you start an Instagram page on at-risk youth facts and statistics, create posts when grants are available, and follow the hashtag nonprofit youth, right? Maybe your passion stems from being an at-risk youth yourself and you want to become part of that movement and helping other youth. 
This is a topic that you never get tired of talking about or working on. So that's kind of like what you want to think about, like, what am I more geared towards? So definitely go ahead and write that down now. We're also going to look at the different types of nonprofit missions. For example, here are certain types of nonprofit missions that you may want to work with and become a specialist in. So just like that at-risk youth, maybe that, that's your passion, right? But there's other things like education, substance abuse and recovery, civil rights, marine animals, senior citizen programs, climate change, gender equality, faith-based programs, stray animals and animal shelters, health, veteran programs, etc. So there's so many that you can kind of think of, what am I really passionate about? But maybe all of those sound super interesting and you're more of a generalist because you want to work with the different nonprofits that are doing really cool things in different ways around the world. But maybe even if you're a generalist, you want to specialize in certain federal grants or foundation grants. So that's the next thing we come to. What types of grants do you want to focus on? Maybe you're saying all and any, I love it all. But maybe you're like, you know what? I wanna focus on federal grants. I really wanna become the federal grant writer go-to because there's like five other people in my town that do foundation grants and I wanna stand out. Or maybe you just love that type of work. Or maybe you're like, you know what? Federal grants give me a headache. <laughs> I want to focus on foundation grants. I love connecting, you know, with different private industries and corporate setups and family uh, foundations. And I really love the work that they're doing on a private sector basis. So go ahead and figure out. So federal grants are, for example, that's what goes through grants.gov, all of the different federal agencies that release different types of money for grants, right, for certain projects. And those are all federal monies. And then, of course, there's the foundation grants. Like I said, that's private industry. Think Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, Ford Foundation, etc. So you may be geared to working on one of those types of grants rather than the other. And of course, finally, the other type of service you can specialize in is a specific type of service that you as a freelance grant writer or nonprofit consultant want to provide, i.e. is 75, 80% of what you do grant writing? And you might say, of course, Holly, <laughs> you're saying this is all geared to freelance grant writers. Well, believe you me, a lot of people are freelance grant writers and they do other stuff, okay? So there's also grant research. Some people, they start doing this and they say, you know what I love? I love doing the grant research and then connecting to other people who do more of the grant writing. Or maybe I only do grant writing for foundation grants. I love doing the research for grants. And when I find federal grants, then I refer those out to other partners I work with. So there's different ways that you can go about this. There's also grants management. So that's after grants are awarded, people need grant managers. And this is when they actually have a budget to pay for that. So it's actually pretty cool. So you might say, you know what, I'm going to start specializing in uh, helping write the grants. And then once the grants are funded, I can also get hired to be a grants manager because I know that grant inside and out because I wrote it. There's also board training, nonprofit setup. Remember, we talked about the PUPs. Some people say, you know what, I just want to start doing is developing bylaws and articles of incorporation and really helping nonprofits get set up and do their board training, etc. Other ways you can help is with donor development and fundraising, etc. So there are a lot of different things that you can do as a grant writer. That's not just grant writing. So definitely that's something for you to consider. The more that you do, you can figure out what you really love. 
So now that you listed what type of nonprofit sounds most attractive to work with, like I said, list what type of nonprofit mission you want to support, what types of grants you want to write, and what types of services you want to provide. Like I said, what you put down might be 75% of what you do, but it does really help to get this focus. For example, if before this podcast, you just knew that you wanted to write grants for nonprofits but didn't know where to start, now you can see there's a strategy in place to make this a reality. You might realize you really want to work with expanding nonprofits now in the area of education and health and want to focus on writing federal grants and doing grant research. Don't you think that would help you start a list of nonprofits to reach out to? Heck, you might even include a book in your logo or something that represents the education or health sector. Plus, now you could start researching education and health grants and study them so you know them inside and out. This will only help you win more grants by being focused and also help more and more of those types of clients to come to you. After all, now you're going to speak their language. (laughs) All right, so that's what I have for you today. I hope that was super helpful and helping you really think about it. And maybe you're still at the point where you're like, I need to really see these a little bit more to know what I want. But now you have a good idea that, oh, there's actually strategies in place. So as a recap from today, here's what we covered. First, you need to identify what type of nonprofit you want to work with and why. The cash cow expanding monkey pup. Write down if you are more prone to being a generalist or specialist. Write down what types of nonprofit missions resonate with you. Write down what types of grants you are most interested in writing, and write down what types of services sound most appealing. Once again, if you love this podcast, be sure to check out last week's episode 133 and to get on the waitlist for the Freelance Grant Writing Master Course so you can get the green light as soon as the doors are open. Just go to grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash freelance. Also, please share some love and leave a review on iTunes. This really does help other people find the podcast and get the grant writing resources that they need. I hope you guys all have an awesome week. All right, I'll see you guys next week.